What is up, everyone? It is Thursday. It is April. It is the 14th of April, and Stevie Dunn ruined his internet. So I am Grant Neaver. I'm taking over for him today. Having some electrical issues. I think he's he, he tried to do something with his, his electricity, and I think he just messed up, which we've all been there before. But in any case, it's only six games slate, and I've got someone to carry me on this podcast. Christy Metzger, how you doing over there? I am doing great, Grant. It's always great to do a show with you. So excited to break this down with you. And uh, yeah, very good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while it's since a while. we've done a podcast together. I mm-hmm. do far more gambling stuff because I just I love to gamble and love being in Colorado. <laughs> Gosh, it's great. Man, still incredible to me that sports betting wasn't legal until like three years ago. Right? I, I, I don't understand it. Like how it took so long because everyone had bookies back then. And now it's just exactly. you know, government getting free money. I don't I don't know what they have against free money. And That's everyone, right. everyone <laughs> loves to gamble, but we got daily fantasy sports to talk about. So let's just break right into this nice little six game slate. First game, we got Toronto going up against New York, nine and or eight and a half total, rather. Gaussman going up against Severino. Let's start off with Gaussman here, 8.5 K. This is his second start. First start hit went up to 80 pitches. So we can reasonably assume probably 90 would be my guess. Not an easy matchup. You got any interest in Gaussman at just 8.5 K? Yeah, you know, I, I'll probably throw him into the pool. You know, it's certainly, like you said, it's not an easy matchup for him at all going against the Yankees. But, you know, he's certainly in consideration. Um, there are some cheaper plays that we'll kind of get to as we go along, but certainly don't mind throwing him in the mix. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, he's probably one of my top options, depending on how many people are going to play him. I mean, it's this point in the season where after a shortened spring training, we don't know how late guys are going to go into the game. Some guys are getting to their second start, 80 pitches in the first outing. I think he gets up to 90 plus here. 8.5K is too cheap for him when you consider how good he was last year. Sub three and a half X FIP, 30% K rate, doesn't walk a ton of guys. I know it's a tough matchup. But if he's going to pitch 90 pitches at eight and a half K, if he's going to be sub 10% ownership on a six game slate, I'm, I'm all, yeah. all aboard on him. And then over on the other side, it's kind of the same thing with Severino. Severino sitting at 7.4 K obviously didn't play a ton last year, had that injury the year before, but we know the kind of stuff that he has. We know the strikeout ability he has. He has one of the best sliders in the majors. Good pitcher. Only pitched 65 pitches, but he's sitting at 7,400. Tough match versus the Blue Jays. I had a little bit of less interest in him, expecting him to get up to about 80 pitches. Do you have any interest in Severino? Yeah, I do, just because, you know, I mean, he's, you know, 7,400 on, on DraftKings. And like you said, he, I mean, when he's on, he's on. He had five strikeouts in his first um, first game back. So I definitely have some interest in him at his price point. And sure, the Dodger or the Dodgers, Toronto's a tough matchup, but um, – He's, he's definitely someone that you want to consider for sure. Yeah. What about over on the Toronto side, the bats? I mean, Vlad's expensive, but everyone else isn't really that bad. I mean, Severino's a solid pitcher and there's a good bullpen behind him, but this is still the Blue Jays. we got Chapman sitting at 3,700, Gary L sitting at 4,100, Teoscar sitting at 4,400. There's some cheap bats and you can make this work. And depending on who's batting seventh, eighth, ninth, um, if Kirk's in there, he's cheap. Tapia's cheap if he's in there. BGO's cheap if he's in there. They have some cheap bats where you can make this stack work. I mean, Severino, we still don't know how great he's going to be, how much he's going to return to his old self. So 
I think the Toronto stack, the lower part of it is a little bit interesting. Plus, you can always throw in Vlad and Bichette and Springer if you can afford it. Yeah, absolutely. And I see, you know, Vlad, I think, hit a couple home runs here tonight. Um, he's the one that's really priced up the highest there. But absolutely, I mean, I, they're still Toronto and they make a great stack. Like you said, Chapman and some of those other pieces really fit in well to and then there's enough cheap pitching too to really get them in if you if you want them as a stack. But yeah, I'm I'm always going to consider Toronto as a stack. I mean, they're just loaded with talent up and down the lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then over on the other side, the Yankees, they have a 4.6 implied team total here. I feel like that's a little bit high. I mean, I, I know that they're a very good team, but Gaussman is a solid overall pitcher. I don't like maybe if they're gonna go unowned, but as of right now, I don't have a ton of interest in them. And they're all kind of priced where they should be. And they're probably priced too high when you consider the matchup here. I, I, I'm a big Gaussman guy, so I'm probably looking to stay away unless they're just going to be entirely like forgotten on this slate. Yeah. What about you? Yep, same. I I just, I have more respect for Gaussman and I just, yeah, I don't see the Yankees you know, kind of doing the damage or putting up the runs that they can do um, going up against a solid pitcher in Gaussman. So not a lot of interest, like you said, unless they come in really lower owned than we expected, then certainly have interest. But there's certainly other stacks that we'll get to that I have a lot more interest in. Yep, it's a course like good old course. Like, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> we got LA going up against the Rangers, Otani going up against Dunning. We have a nine total in this one. Let's start off with Otani. First outing out, he put up 80 pitches, so we can expect close to a normal workload, if not a normal workload. Sitting at 7,900, this Rangers lineup has been bad in the past, but they got some pieces with Seager and Simeon. Do you have any interest in Otani at 7,900? I do. You know, again, he's coming in at a very nice price point. Um, I mean, Late to last season, he really started to get better control of his pitches. Um, we know the upside that he possesses. And like you said, Texas, you know, last year we would target them a ton. They do have some better um, better guys in their lineup, like you mentioned, Semyon and Seeger. However, he's still Otani and certainly going to have interest in tournaments. Yeah, considering that he's fully stretched out or close to fully stretched out here, Otani at 7,900 just seems like it's a little bit too cheap. I mean, he can strike out a ton of guys. I know he's a little bit better versus righties than versus lefties, if I remember correctly. Um, but there's only two lefties in the lineup and that you really have to worry about in Seager and Lowe. So, yeah, Otani's probably one of the better pitchers on the slate that might get a little bit overlooked considering the guys we have in the next game. What about over the other side with Dunning? I mean, Dunning, he's always a guy that tends to have a pretty low pitch count. They're always careful with him. They might end up being a little bit less careful with him this year. First outing, he had 74 pitches. So if they decide to give him a longer leash, leash, which we don't know if he will, um, 90 pitches, Dunning at 6,400, seems like a little bit too cheap here, even against a decent Angels hitting lineup. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, like you said, he had 74 pitches. I think, you know, he gets up there a little bit higher. Um, he would come in as a, as a really good value, actually. Certainly he has a couple of good bats in the lineup there that he has to um to deal with but yeah certainly could come in as a top value because there's plenty of of angels in that lineup too that can strike out yep yep let's get to those angels bats i mean obviously trout expensive can't play otani because he's pitching always a pain when that happens but rendon sitting at 4100 seems a little bit too cheap i'm not really in on anyone else in slam i mean i'm a big fan of dunning i think he's got pretty solid overall yep. stuff 
Like I'm probably out on anyone but Rendon or Trout. Yep, same. I'd maybe throw Walsh in there too, but yeah, for me, it's really just Trout and, and Rendon um, as one-offs. And I, I definitely, it wouldn't be a full stack for me. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm a fan of Dunning too. And if he gets enough pitches, um, there's definitely going to be some good interest. So he's someone to consider as a pitcher and probably staying away from the angels in general. Yeah. And then on the other side with the Rangers, I mean, Garcia sitting at 4,600, Semyon at 5k, Seager at 5,400. They all just seemed a little bit too overpriced, right? I mean, even Garter sitting at 4,300 seems a little bit overpriced. So I don't really have any interest in these Texas bats. I mean, it's not a great spot going up against Otani and they DK algorithm really hasn't figured out how to price most of these guys. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I know Texas has projected, you know, the bat really projected Texas well the last couple of outings that they've had. And it feels like the algorithm is still pricing them very, very high. Um, yeah, not a lot of interest for me. Um, just, yeah, more interested in the pitchers. All right, well, let's move on to the next game here. We got Atlanta going up against San Diego, seven and a half totally, or a few aces on the mound. We got Morton going up against Musgrove. Let's start off with Charlie Morton here. He's always, he's getting old, but he's still just crushing every single time out. 20 points in his first outing, 78 pitches. So we can expect his normal close to 90 pitches. They never really give him a huge lease. Not a great matchup going up against San Diego, but potentially the most or second most talented, maybe most talented pitcher on the slate. Do you have any interest in paying up for Morton in 9.3 K? I do. Um, you know, he, he, he does. He ha has a lot of talent you know, last year, you know, he had a 28.6% strikeout rate. So the upside is certainly there for him with strikeouts. Like you mentioned, San Diego, maybe a little bit tougher matchup, but you know, you're looking at a, a lineup without Tatis. So you've got, you know, Machado and Cronenworth and um, some of those guys in the lineup that you certainly have to contend with. But I certainly, you know, San, the, the Padres lineup at this point of the season doesn't scare me as much as it probably did the end of last year. So yeah, I definitely have interest in Morton. Yeah, he's definitely one of the better spend-ups on the slate. I don't know if I – I, he's, he's kind of the pivot off of Bueller. Like, we haven't gotten to that game yet, but Bueller definitely an easier matchup going up against the Reds. Bueller probably a slightly better pitcher. But Morton, uh, he can absolutely outscore him. So I, I have no problem with paying for Morton. Then on the other side, Musgrove seems a little bit too cheap at 7,600. 74 pitches in his first outing, probably get into mid-80s, maybe high 80s in this spot here. Atlanta, not the easiest matchup in the world, but Mo Musgrove, solid overall pitcher, seems a little bit underpriced, kind of like Otani right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was surprised to see him at just uh, 7,600 on DraftKings. You know, he had eight strikeouts um, in his first outing. You know, in Atlanta, you know, obviously, you know, I think it was last night we saw them put up just a ton of runs. Today they really struggled. Riley was the only one that really scored for them, I believe. So, um, you know, if, he, if he's pitching well, I could see him, you know, controlling the Atlanta, even though it is a tougher matchup. So he's definitely going to be in consideration just based on his price. And I think he has an opportunity to, um, to certainly perform well tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Then the Atlanta bats, I mean, not really a great matchup going up against uh, Morton, I think you can take a shot on some of the bats. I mean, Olsen sitting there at 4,700 is a little bit too cheap for him. He's has the platoon split. Albies, Riley, um, Ozuna, Duvall, all actually pretty cheap on this slate. I think you can do worse for the stack. I mean, Musgrove only making his second yep. appearance out here. It's a six-game slate. I think this is a spot where you can get Atlanta pretty low-owned, and all these bats are just a little bit cheaper than they should be. 
Yep, I completely agree. And, you know, as much as we, you know, talked about liking Musgrove, absolutely stacking against him, you know, we saw what happened to Darvish last night. So even some of the good pitchers can, can certainly have um, a struggle with the matchups that they have. So yeah, if we can get them at lower ownership, yeah, sign us up for Atlanta for sure. Yeah, and then on the other side, I'm not I'm not playing anyone against Morton outside of maybe Machado at 4,700 as a one-off. I mean, maybe Voight at 3,500 just because he's a little bit cheap there, but Morton's a solid overall pitcher. They are priced down, but I, I'd probably just staying away from the San Diego Padres stack. Yeah, as much as I normally like the Padres, it's a stay away for me too. Like I said, if, you know, maybe a last piece, if you had, like you said, a Machado or Voight or a Cronenworth, but de definitely not a stacking um, team for me tomorrow. Yeah, let's move on to the next game here. we got Mize going up against Keller. No total. Royals are a minus 125 favorite here. Let's start out with Mize, guy that was just limited entirely. Uh, the second half of last season, they didn't have any real interest in playing him that deep. Showed some glimpses last year. Definitely better in the second half than he was in the first half. Has some decent stuff. Better versus righties and versus lefties. He'll face a few lefties in this uh, Royals lineup. But sitting at 7,100 on this slate where I can get Musgrove, where I can get Otani, where I can get Severino, where I can get, uh, I guess that's it. But in the 7K range, he's probably not going to make the cut for me. I mean, Kansas City is not a great lineup, but they, I don't see a huge amount of upside with Mize here. I don't either. You know, I mean, he, he does have pretty good control, but he's a, he's a low strikeout pitcher too. And so again, he's priced in the likes of, like you said, Severino and, and Musgrove and Otani. And um, he'll just be a guy that I avoid my um, player pool tomorrow um, just because there are many, so many other good cheap options right in that range. Yep. 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 On the other side, we have, I guess not Keller. It's Grinky um, looks like. Grinky pitched 84 pitches in the first outing, should be fully stretched out. He's old. He's he's definitely old. Doesn't really have the same strikeout stuff he used to. I mean, he's still not a bad pitcher. 6,800, I don't know if I can do this. Detroit looks like a better hitting team this year than they did last year, although it's kind of hard to be worse than they were last year. Still, I don't think that he's worth it in this spot here. I mean, maybe if, if Baez is not playing on Thursday, that just decreases his potential strikeout upside. I, I don't really have any interest in Grinky at 6,800. I don't either. Um, you know, like you said, Detroit actually has a much better lineup this year. You know, they've got Javier Baez in there, Torkelson, who I know hit a home run today. Um, so they, they actually have a decent lineup up there. So I, and, and Grinky too, um, he's just a low strikeout pitcher. So, and again, you've got Dunning down there with $400 cheaper. Um, I'd much rather prefer him going up against the Angels. So yeah, no interest in Grinky for me as well. All right, then on the Detroit side of things, I mean, Grinky's still, a, he may not be a good fantasy pitcher, but he's still an average overall pitcher, maybe an above average pitcher. Somehow seems to get it done, never really gets blown up too much. And all these price tags on these guys, I mean, outside of Tolkinson at 3,100, maybe Badu at 3,800, everyone's kind of priced up to the point where I don't really have a ton of interest in them. Yeah, same. They, they are priced up a little bit. Um, and again, you know, we haven't quite gotten to a couple of games yet where there's some more value. But yeah, I think Detroit's mostly a stay away from me too. Um, and kind of a stay away from both pitchers as well. Yeah, then on the other side, I mean, I like targeting lefties going up against Mize. I mean, he's drastically worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. But I mean, not really a ton to love here. The only lefties like Santana, seeing at 3K, I mean, 
there's worst salary savers you can do on the slate. I don't mind him as a one-off, but Mondesi's still at 4,400. Benintendi's at 3,800 and not really great. I think you can take a shot on him, but I'm probably staying away from the righties here in this spot. I'm just getting some salary relief if I'm going with anything, and it's going to be with the lefties. Yeah, absolutely. I'd maybe just throw Bobby Witt because they still really haven't raised his price at all. He's at twenty five hundred. Yeah, he is super cheap still. He's I don't so understand cheap. it. Yeah, I don't either. And so I would definitely throw him in there, and certainly wouldn't mind him as a one off too, just because we know the upside he possesses, and it won't be long, and he'll be he'll be priced up. Yep, yep. Let's move on to the next game. We got Coors. We have Steele <laughs> going up against Freeland. Eleven and a half total here gosh i need to make it out to a rockies game soon we're supposed to go opening day but covid <laughs> done ruined ruin that uh any interest in either of these pitchers um no i really don't um yeah definitely yeah, it's course interesting <laughs> it's course field of course um you know sometimes you know there have been times where i've you know maybe taken a look at kyle freeland in the past but for me um definitely looking at the bats in this game and co- the colorado side um, and even the Cubs to some extent, but the Colorado side, there's a lot of cheap pieces in that. Yeah, let's start off with Chicago first. I mean, obviously, you can go Schwindel, you can go Wisdom, you can go Contreras. Suzuki's probably a little bit too cheap at 4,800. 4, I mean, it's Coors. Freeland is generally a pretty big ground ball guy, has been an overall better than average pitcher in the past, but recent years, been up and down. I mean, it's Coors. You can stack up the Cubs. I definitely do prefer the Rocky side. Are you with me there? I'm absolutely. And I just think there's so many pieces of the Rockies that are really too cheap. Um, One of my favorite guys and probably one of my favorite value plays on the slate is Connor Joe. I mean, he's got great upside. He's already hit a couple of home runs. He also has stolen base upside. Um, And I believe he's just 3,400 if I remember looking at that right. So, I mean, he's just way too cheap for what he brings to the table. And, you know, then guys like CJ Crone, um, Chris Bryant, uh, Rogers, I mean, make a nice little stack there. And again, I think they're all really underpriced. Yeah. Yeah. No, the algorithm definitely fudged up here. I mean, there's no way Bryant should be 4,400 in cores going up against no. Justin Steele with a platoon split against the bad pitcher. It doesn't make sense. Same thing with Crone. I mean, Blackman, even the lefty lefty matchup, he's still sitting at 3,900 Rogers. If he's in the lineup, 3,700 is too cheap. Connor Joe right there with you. Anyone who's in the lineup is too cheap. The most expensive guy is Montgomery, who, why is he 5K? I, I don't understand Yeah, this. I, I did notice that, yeah. He's been like that every single day, even in non-course slate. He's been the most expensive guy for no apparent reason at all. It's so, just crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. But anyone who's in this Rockies lineup, like these, these are your cash game staples, and this is the top overall stack on the slate by pretty wide margin. Let's move on to the last game of the slate here. we got Cincinnati going up against the Dodgers. We have a eight and a half total Uh, on the Cincinnati side. It looks like Sessa is going to be the opener and then San Martin is going to be potential long relief. Walker Bueller on the other side. Let's start off with the Reds side of things. I mean, San Martin 9K against the Dodgers. Just absolutely atrocious pricing. For a long relief guy, let alone a starting pitcher versus the Dodgers, let alone a guy <laughs> as bad as San Martin. I don't understand this full on staying away from the Reds. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I don't know what the heck is going on with the pricing there, but yeah, they won't find my way, won't find their way into any of my lineups. That's for sure. 
All right, easy enough. Then we look at the Dodgers side of things. I mean, I have to assume Walker Bueller is the top overall pitcher on the slate. I mean, he's good. We know he's good. First matchup, he got up to 78 pitches. They'll probably still be a little bit careful with him. Probably only go 90 pitches here. But considering how good he is, a 3.3 implied run total going up against him, the fact that he's going up against Cincinnati, who really is not a great lineup hitting like Walker Buehler is my top overall play on the slate at pitching position. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He he's the top guy. And I mean, there's just, there, we talked about some other good pitching options that you can mix in with him as well, but yeah, he'll, he'll be a staple in GPP and cash lineups for sure. All right. Then let's start off with Cincinnati bat, bats full on fade for me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can get some cheap guys potentially. I mean, if Fraley's in the lineup, if, Stevenson's in the lineup like you can get some cheap bats but Bueller's just a solid pitcher so I'm probably staying away yep I think so too I think I'd rather like we talked about in some other games you know taking a chance on like a brave stack or something like that rather than than even considering the Reds so yep I'll be a stay away as well and then on the Dodgers side of things I mean they're expensive well Freeman Betts and Turner are all expensive everyone else is kind of affordable I mean Justin Turner sitting under 4k Bellinger's 2700 the Dodger stack behind Coors is the top overall stack on the slate with Betts, Turner, Freeman, um, all being solid overall plays. I mean, San Martin's not a good pitcher. Sessa's not a terrible opener, which definitely hurts the Dodgers a little bit, but there's a reason they have a 5.4 implied run total. I'm, I'm all aboard for the Dodgers as a pivot off of Rockies. Absolutely. Yep. Like you said, Rockies and Cubs, obviously great, great, uh, I mean, we have a ton of interest in them, but yes, Dodgers are right up there. And like you said, Bellinger, I know he hit a home run today. He's still priced at 2,700. Um, Max Muncy's just 4,300. So there's certainly some cheap pieces in there. And then I'll even throw Gavin Lux in there too, who has been playing well. He's batting down or, you know, a little bit, you know, eight or nine in the lineup. So he sometimes gets to be that forgotten piece, but I think he's an interesting guy in there too. But otherwise that whole lineup is obviously just loaded with talent and interest in, in really all of them. All right, let's play the morning grind game, if I can remember it correctly, and then get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get five or more strikeouts, six or more strikeouts. I can't remember what it is. Who you got? Under 8K? Yeah, I believe it's under 8K. I am going to go... I'm going to go with Musgrove. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the easy one. I'm going to go with... Dunning, uh, over 8K to score 15 or less points. There's one obvious guy here. I'll let you have him. You said over 8K for? Under 15 points. Under 15 points. Yeah, that's going to be um, uh, Cincinnati, San Martin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I have to go with Gaussman. Um, under 4K to get two or more hits. Who you got? I am going to go with, well, I, just, I mean, I just, it, this is an obvious one because it you probably can't use Coors though, can you? I no just Coors, no, no Coors because okay. that's just cheating. So that's just cheating. I was going to say Connor Joe is just so egregiously priced that I had to just throw him in there. But yeah, I would say a guy I like, um, 4K, let's go with, go with justin turner i like it. i'm gonna go with matt chapman uh i can't remember one of the things so just any price bomb on the slate who's gonna hit a home run not in coors 
Yeah. So home run, I am going to go with, um, I'm going to actually go with Salvador Perez. All right. I'm going to go with Max Muncy. All right. Any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? Nope. I think it's a great slate to stack Coors, like you said, and the Dodgers and uh, watch the, watch the runs pile up. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Christy, thanks for joining me. Stevie will be back tomorrow if he can get his internet figured out. We're out of here. Thank you.